The NAPO 2020 Annual Conference is April 2nd through the 5th, 2020 in Orlando, Florida. Attendees can customize their conference experience by choosing from dozens of sessions while connecting with over 500 like-minded professionals from around the world. New this year, live from NAPO, an opening program to remember, laser coaching sessions, and a special attendee-only conference achievement. Learn more and register today at napo2020.net. Welcome to this week's episode of Stand Out, growing in the organizing and productivity profession brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Every episode, we will learn from NAPO members and subject matter experts as they share their successes, challenges, best practices, proven strategies, industry developments, and more. Please welcome our host, professional organizer, Sarah Karakayan. Hello and welcome to another great episode of Stand Out, the podcast all about growing in the organizing and productivity industry. My name is Sarah Karakayan, professional organizer and your host. Today, we're going to touch on a number of topics, including the niche of special populations, such as ADHD and LD children, as well as how to be the best in business in your niche with one of the top 30 time management experts in the world, Leslie Jossel. Leslie is an award-winning academic life coach, author, and internationally acclaimed speaker. She launched Order Out of Chaos in 2004 to offer study skills training, time management and coaching services, family education, products and classes to parents and their students, both mainstream and with learning differences, to help students learn the necessary skills to experience success in learning and in life. A respected resource on ADHD and executive functioning, Leslie writes a weekly column called Dear ADHD Family Coach for Attitude Magazine, the premier resource for adults and children with ADHD and LD. She's also a contributing writer for several national magazines, such as Family Circle and Diabetes Self-Management, and writes on a wide variety of topics facing parents today. She's a graduate of the JST Coach Training Program for teens and college students with ADHD and LD, and a Golden Circle member of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. And like I said before, for the past three years, Leslie has been named by Global Gurus, one of the top 30 time management experts in the world. Welcome to the show, Leslie. Wow. Who is that person? (laughs) You are a star, ma'am. And I am so excited to have you on the show today. I'm so happy to be here. I really am. Thank you. God, we were chatting before we pressed record. And I just know that this episode is going to be full of honesty and insight because you've been in this game for a long time. So can you kind of tell our listeners how you got into this industry, how long you've been in it for and kind of that journey to where you are today? So I'm old. Let's just say that right off the bat. (laughs) How about this? I might not look it, but I feel it. I've been around since 2004. So the joke is for me that I think like a lot of us back then, none of us knew that this was really an industry. So here's my story. I'm going to try to give you the Reader's Digest version. So my son is 21 now. When he was five, he was diagnosed with ADHD and LDA and a host of other things. And There was no internet like we know it. There weren't podcasts and conferences and all of that to try to really figure out ways to untangle his world, both at home and at school. So I had to rely a lot on my gut and my instincts to figure out things to do that would help him. Back then, some of those things would probably be considered revolutionary. I don't know if they would be now. I'm trying to make a very long story super short. 
But true as it was, a friend of mine saw what I did in my home and asked me to go help a patient of hers. She was a therapist. And I did it out of the goodness of my heart. I was working at the time. And within two weeks, friends of that woman, of the one I helped, called and said, I saw what you did at Lisa's house. Could you come to mine? And I turned to my husband. Now, this is really the true story. And I said, like, I don't do this, like, for a living. (laughs) And he went, well, you do now. And... Literally, that was how Order Out of Chaos was born. Within a month, I quit my full-time job. And within six months, I had actually hired a team. That is how crazy it was back then. Because not only wasn't anybody organizing, nobody was doing the type of organizing that I was doing, which was working with families with ADHD, you know, children. That's really what I only wanted to do. So that is my crazy story. And then obviously... 16 years later, we are now a virtual, global, massive community of people that come to our site for products and programs, workshops and webinars, all sorts of learning to help their student and themselves be successful in, as we say, in learning and in life. So the trajectory and the change has been incredible, but I started one house at a time. Wow. Right. But then six months later, you had a team. I mean, obviously there's a need for this. So, and we talked about this very quickly, but I really want you to dive into this just a little bit for our listeners. What is it like working with students and with ADHD and LD? And if someone's listening is looking for a niche to fall into or to really sink their teeth into, what do you have to say about that niche? So (laughs) how long do we have? So Here's what I say all the time, and I've been saying this for years. I've said it when I teach classes, whether it's NAPO or associate other conferences that we have. There's a lot of things to say here. There, For some reason, and not everyone, but a lot of us seem to be a little scared off by working with students. And the number one thing I want to make clear is, to some degree, you're right. It's not working with kids helping to organize their bedrooms. Like, that's not what we do. You know, we are real coaches. We work with students on study skills and procrastination and time management. And that is a whole other level of almost, you know, information and education that you need. But here's the bottom line. Those of you who work in residential, you are in homes already. You are with either the mom or the dad, and you're in that closet, and they're telling you personal information. They're either complaining maybe about their mother, or they're complaining about their child. And they turn to you and they say, can you help my kid? Like, would you be able to help my son? He's so disorganized. He's having a hard time with time management. He can't seem to keep up with assignments at school. And most of us say no, because it's not what we're trained for. And I always say it is an annuity. It is another stream of income and you have a built-in client base to boot. So that's my sales pitch to you all about working with students. I mean, obviously you need to get certain kind of training and education for it. But again, it's like, it's right there for the taking. Do you know what I mean? It's right there for you. So that's for me kind of how it happened. I was working with the family as a whole and I kept getting asked that would I work specifically with the student? And I just kept taking it further and further and further. And then several years ago, completely changed my business model. So I want to dig in a little bit, unpack two things you said. Number one, I have a question for you. Is that industry or is that niche oversaturated? Or do you think there's a need for professionals who can help students with those time management skills? Okay. 
So here's a fun fact. We're going to be doing a lot of those. Fun fact number one about us, we turn away so much business. I could personally coach all day, every day, 10 times a day, seven days a week, and still not take everyone that calls. Now, I'm going to say it, but I'm known in the field so that we do get a lot of inquiries. But no, I will tell you that trying to find whether you call it an academic coach, an executive functioning coach. Sometimes it's called an ADHD coach. I don't really like that term. I like either executive functioning. I actually really like academic life because I really believe that life skills kind of play into all of this. There is such a need. There is such a need for it. It's, it's almost like in crisis. Wow. Yeah. What is the training like? So if someone is listening right now and they do general residential and this is piquing their interest, what does that look like for them? So I'm going to try to be fair here and say that I have picked up my training in a multitude of places. So I'm going to be very blunt and say, and one thing I do want your listeners to know is that anything I say about my son, he knows I say it and therefore I have his permission. And I think that's really important. He's not eight, he's 21. So I'm very careful about what I say and privacy and all that. He definitely knows what I say and when. So that's just something that I like to put out there. Sure. A lot of it is raising a child being in the trenches, and we'll kind of talk about why parents kind of flock to that. But in the early years when I was doing local work or I would be speaking locally, and I would literally stand up in front of like a SEPTA or a PTA or school, and I'd say, well, I completely understand what you're going through because I just left my own child 20 minutes ago. So working literally being in the trenches 24-7 with my own student, trying to come up with systems and strategies and out-of-the-box ways to help him, I would say, is my number one training. But then, obviously, you need to put some credential around it. So everything, a little bit of NAPO, a lot of ICD, Institute for Challenging Disorganization, chat conferences, Learning Disabilities of America conferences, getting trained by Jody Sleeper Triplett, literally wrote the book on student coaching. And what I love about what I've done is I really coach very uniquely, like not the same way we all organize differently, meaning we all have a different approach with our clients. It's the same way with coaching. You bring to the table a compilation of what you know and your experiences to the student. For me, it's new every minute and new every day. And some people even say to me, you still coach with everything else you have going on. And I always say, I will never not coach, number one, because I love it. Number two, it's like a laboratory. You know, you have to try things out. I write and I speak. So how can I do that if I'm not in the trenches with my students figuring out a best practice, so to speak? Absolutely. And then I don't know this. And so I apologize, but also it's a good question for our listeners too. If they came to your website wanting to get education from you, do you have that? I do. And it's funny. I'm like the quiet whisperer. So yes, I will put it out there since you asked. I did not want to say it, but there are a lot of organizers at NAPO that have knocked on my door literally and said, I want you to train me because you will literally, you know, tell me how to do an assessment, how to set up a coaching segment, how to teach things. So yes, I do a tremendous amount of one-on-one training. And I will even say that right now I have two organizers who now I do not do any certification. So I just Mm -hmm. want to make that clear, but you don't need to be, you know, I always said, I might get in trouble with NAPO, but that's okay. They know me. I'm a straight shooter. (laughs) No one, no one owns the name coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. There's no trademarking the name coach. So 
as long as you don't say you are something that you're not, but I do a tremendous amount of training. You get all of everything that I do and how I do it. And I also give you all my stuff, like videos and everything that I have and webinars that we give to students and parents. And I actually now have two organizers who I've trained who are now working for me, not fully, meaning they have their own organizing businesses, but are coming to me to get the experience of working one-on-one with students. Sure. And I asked that question to listeners, not so that, you know, Leslie can sit there and pitch herself to you, but because I think you're right, there's this industry out there where there is a need and there aren't yeah. enough professionals serving that need. And so when you said that, I think you're going to get a lot of listeners saying, well, hold on a minute, I can totally get into this. And it's such good work and it's such important work that I just wanted to see, you know, I love all the associations you called out and also the fact that you you provide the training because you are the expert in this industry. And so I just wanted to make sure our listeners knew where they could go and get that quality, yeah. that quality education. I to be respectful. And no, not, I appreciate have this, that. Have this turn into like the Leslie show. But the other thing is, and this is my pitch, and the pitch is not to train with me. The pitch is about working with students is two things. We talk a lot about in NAPO about like, what's your end game? Like, you know, after you're done you know, hauling boxes and hauling donations and grabbing things out of attics and basements. There's nothing wrong with that work. Trust me. Trust no. me. There's a need for it. My point is eventually, though, I hear it with a lot of the veteran organizers, you know, how did you change your business? And mine's virtual. So two things to know. Number one, if you don't want it to be virtual, you basically are going to someone's house and sitting in a chair next to a student which is very different than hauling things out of an attic, if that's where you are in your business. I actually made my very strategically, and I laugh because some people who know me, I think sometimes the outside view is Leslie's insanely strategic, and I'm not always strategic. There are things we kind of throw up against the wall and see what sticks here at Order Out of Chaos. This, however, was insanely strategic. I was in a place in my life where I did not want to be beholden to be in my town. I travel a lot. So I was literally just in Los Angeles for two weeks, did not miss a beat. You know, I can coach parents, I can coach students. I've given webinars in Dublin. I've coached kids on the floor in the bathroom in Florence. I coached a kid literally four weeks ago in the backseat of a car driving up to Porto in Portugal. There's something to be said for that. Right. No, I love that. And if and that, that lifestyle sounds like a lot of fun, it sounds very adventurous. So just because you're not moving things around in a home physically, that does not mean you need to be just behind your computer in an office doing your job either. I mean, it could be, it sounds like it can be whatever you want it to be, as long as you have the proper education. And and then actually what I want to get into in the second half of this interview. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk to you about building a best in class business because you are, Leslie, the best in your class. I know you have a lot to say about what that means to our listeners. So we'll be right back. The Barry Isaac Gloria Schlaer Conference Scholarship Fund was established in 2012 to provide financial assistance to qualified NAPO members to attend NAPO's annual conference. The scholarship provides the recipient with a complimentary full conference registration plus basic hotel accommodation for two nights. Make a difference by donating to the scholarship fund today at napo.net slash scholarship. All right, we are back with Leslie. We just talked about 
working with ADHD, LD children and students and helping them with their time management skills and what a niche that is and how there is a need for more professionals in that niche. But now, Leslie, I want to talk to you about building a best-in-class business. So I know you have a lot of feelings about why the business owner story is critical to being the best at what they do. And I kind of want to dive into, you know, we talk about social media and all these things that happen off of our websites, but you have a lot of products and offerings on your website. So it's imperative that people come to your home on the web. And so I want to talk about that too. So where should we start? So let's start backwards. I want to start with social because I think we have a very robust, you know, social media place, but our social media has to have a purpose. This is something that I, it's really, I think for our newer organizers that are building their businesses, either like on Instagram or even on Pinterest. And my feeling is, and this is something I think we all need to kind of have this wake up call that you are on borrowed property when you are on Instagram or Facebook or even Pinterest at any minute, those platforms can be, you know, we've seen it. We've seen the algorithms change on Instagram. We've seen the algorithms by all means change on Facebook. We're seeing Facebook basically say pay up or, you know, Mm -hmm. we're going to hide your stuff. So you are really in a rental house where you're living week to week. So I feel like sometimes we don't realize that the only thing you have, the only thing you own is your clients or your email list, depending on the type of business you have. So for our business, because we are virtual and because we can serve people all over the country or over the world, which we do, our email list is our bread and butter. So strategically, I'm just going to talk about this for a second and then I'll go into what you also asked. Everything we do on social has a call to action. There has to be what we call a CTA. There has to be a call to action. And your call to action should always be to head back to your website because that's where you want people. You want to welcome people into your home. You want people to look around. You want people to get to know you. You know, you want them to either sign up for your offering or maybe take a quiz or download your free ebook or set up a 15-minute consult. That's not going to really happen on social. Where that is really going to happen is on your website. So I don't want this to become a social media conversation only because I know you had James and he was fantastic. But the thing that I felt that needed to be said is that it all needs to head back to your home. You know what I mean? Like I I almost want to think of it as like when someone is having like an open house and they have signs around like the neighborhood, but what are you doing? You're pointing them back to where you live because that's going to sell your house. Absolutely. No, you're taking the audience that's already going to Instagram every day and Pinterest and Facebook and you're saying, hey, I'm here, but come come over here. Come Hang over out with here. me on my website. What's your call? I want everyone to think about this when you put something out on social. And again, I don't believe you have to be on every platform. I feel like you pick two that you're where your community lives and focus there. But make sure that every single post, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram, has a call to action. What do you want them to do? I want you to click on my link in my profile and head to our website to sign up for our. Like literally, you need to drag them by the hand and tell them exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. Okay. The other piece of that, and it's funny, I know we're having this conversation and we had a lot of it prior to us getting on the line. I've been having this conversation a lot with other organizers who have said to me, like, the one thing that tends to stand out is 
And it's interesting. It's not only building your best-in-class business for your clients or customers or your community, but it's also for your related professionals. So the one thing that I always hear is that our NAPO community knows exactly what I do. There's never a, like I see it, I see it on the point, I see it in conversation, oh, you're interested in working with ADHD kids or LD kids or is that Paul Leslie Josell. And there's a reason for that. There's two reasons. We are very, very clear about who we want, who our community is. And that takes a lot. Now, I'm not saying that somebody starting out needs to niche it down. But what I feel really kind of works for you, and we've talked about this, is telling your story. What is your origin story? How did you come to be? What is it that's going to connect the people you want to work for? work with. So I see that all the time online. Like I actually have looked up other people and there's someone online who tells a story about their military wife and how they've, you know, moved 20 times in six years. Right away, you know who is going to identify with them. And that's exactly why that's their story. They put that story out there because what they're saying is, I understand your pain. I've been there with you. Here is what you're feeling. And here's what we can do to help you. I always say this to new organizers. I want you to think like a publisher and not like a publicist. A publicist is like, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm so fabulous. But as a publisher, you're writing the book. What's the story? What is going to attract that reader who's going to say, wow, this person, I really identify with them. They're telling me the truth. I'm connecting to them. I feel part of them. I don't feel alone. They can help me. I want to know them. And there's a million ways to do it. But that's what I mean by your origin story. I can't begin to tell you how many websites I go on, especially in our industry, which is so personal. And I'm like, where's your story? What's going to connect me to who you are? What's going to make me want to pick up that phone or sign up that 15-minute consult? And I think too, we can say it, you know, on our website and our about me section, what have you, but I think there's also something to be said about saying it and sharing that story over and over again, like you said, in a million different ways, because people's attention spans are so short and so limited that they may forget that you are the military family organizer and that they right. can connect with you, right? Or so the like we have to mom. So on my site it says in big letters, it all started with my son. Now, some might say, well, that's about you. Yes, but that's a very compelling line. Mm -hmm. And right then and there, when I say it all started with my son, the number one thing we get is we read your story. This is what we get. You know, I've been in business for 16 years. I've heard this a lot. Oh my God, I read your story. I felt like you were talking to me. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. Now, we don't only tell our story in one place. You have to remember when people come to your website, they don't always come through the front door. Some people climb through a window. Some people come through the back. You know, some people snuck through the fence and ended in the backyard. So don't just feel like your story should be just on your homepage. Make a two-minute video about mm -hmm. who you are and, and what's your hook and how did it come to be. That can be somewhere, you know, on your blog posts, in your newsletters, on social. There is a million places where your story can resonate. Again, I want people to go back to your site if that's what you want, but it doesn't only have to be a small paragraph right on your homepage. I'm so passionate about these origin stories 
because more and more and more, we know this, people, I'm going to use the word buy, but people buy from people they know, like, and trust. And part of your origin story, it doesn't have to be pretty. My origin story isn't pretty. People read about the fact that, you know, when I started my business, I was going through hell and had to find something to help my family. And I mean, I'm not going to give my whole story here. You can read it. But that in and of itself resonates. So you got to remember, too, people like the ugly. People Mm -hmm. like the real. You know, I get on Insta stories when I'm frazzled and frustrated and tell my community, like, you know, it's not all pretty. We're struggling or this just happened or this client fired us or the planner has a typo. You know, this year it's going to be Halloween as opposed to Halloween. (laughs) I love it. No, you're so right. Can I tell you, we did that. We literally put out there that and all we got was, oh my God, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But people connect to human. They connect to like authentic, authenticity. I hate that word, but they do. But they connect to someone that they can see themselves in. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could talk for hours. I do want to touch one more thing before I get to my last question that I ask every guest. But you have a lot of products and services that you offer on your website. And I think that's what helps you, number one, yes. remain global. And number two, you can reach more people. Right. If you instead of just staying in your community and reaching everyone in your community, that's wonderful. And people still can. Like you said, you're still in the trenches. But so talk to us about that and what that I mean, that's a whole episode in itself. But if you have any just kind of like surface level, uh, why that was important to you, maybe a couple steps of how people can start that just having services on your website and being able to sell evergreen content. Okay, so two things, because I know we're running out of time. One was I have done a lot of things wrong. In my business, I will be the first. You can all call me up and ask what they are. We can do one on faults or, you know, f ups. But the one thing that I think I have done right always, and I knew that I was just building this community and building this order out of chaos community. We ask our community every time we're going to make a decision, an impactful decision. So we don't just put planner covers up. We put them up to our community and ask them to pick the ones they like the most. If we're going to be doing, we do monthly webinars in my Eduardoatic cast. We are constantly polling and asking, what do you want to hear? Meaning, so there is a way to mitigate that whole like, oh, let's just slap something up and see how it goes. We do not do that. Believe it or not, I've built this huge business, but I'm pretty conservative. But more importantly, I take my community on the journey with us. So there's a sense of investment. So why did I do some of the things? Because I listened to my community. What do you need? What do you want? What can we do for you? So that was part of it. The other reason why is pure and simple. It makes business sense. I wanted, years ago, wanted to be making money in my sleep. At the time, I was labor for hire with a team. But you know what? Even that isn't sustainable. There's something very nice, guys, to going to bed at night. I'm being honest going to bed at night and waking up in the morning and you've made money. The other thing is I really believe whether it was writing books or doing products or writing, you know, it builds an expertise in your field if that is something you want to do. I believe that it's just another way to build to build. The one thing I would advise is to make sure everything you do makes sense. All of the pieces that order out of chaos are literally like instruments that sing together. Nothing we do, you would ever scratch your head at. Meaning the planner, the books, the webinars, 
the videos, the parent stuff, you know, even my writing, speaking, it all blends and it all builds on each other. I hope that made some sense. It makes perfect sense. And listeners, I am all about this. And, you know, I get why you're saying things like, you know, you don't want to say like, this is what people buy who they know, like, and trust. And they make money when you sleep like it's this bad thing. But here's the thing. We're all here to have a business and to uh-huh. be profitable. Yes, Very we are gonna, so. we're going to give good service, like excellent service. And that's why you're listening to this podcast so you can grow as a business owner. But we're here to make money. And if you can make it while you sleep so you can do more good then more power to you. I love what you're doing. And I think it's very impressive. And I love that our listeners can now kind of see how you've done it and do it in their own way. Because like you said, also, there are a million ways to tell your story and to share what you know and to create products and services that will help people globally. It's really important. And I'm grateful for the work that you do. So could you leave our listeners with two sticky notes? So two high impact, actionable pieces of advice that they could put into their business today to make a difference? Okay. I don't know if they're actionable, but here's the thing that I want your listeners to know, because I get asked a lot of how did that happen? You know what Mm. I mean? Like, how did a publisher find you? Or how did that speaking opportunity find you? And my answer to everyone is, you never know who's listening. (laughs) So keep an open mind. I've heard some people say, well, I don't do anything anymore for free, or I won't write for that. I'm not saying you should take every opportunity. It obviously has to make sense, but you never know who's listening. But the caveat to that is, Whatever you are putting out there into the public, not only do you not know who's listening, make sure it's good. (laughs) That's make sure it's your best stuff because you absolutely never know who's listening. And on the flip side of that is if there's something out there you want, ask for it. That's the flip side. I always say this every morning I wake up and the one thing I ask myself is what is the one thing I'm going to do today that's going to move my business forward? And that just might mean I have to ask for something. Hmm. So good. Let's like, thank wanna, you. No, please, please. I have one more thing because I really want to give Napo the massive shout out here. So I believe in the give you have to give to get. That's another thing. I have built my business on the give to get, meaning giving organizers who call me, yeah, I'll spend a half hour on the phone with you. What do I need in return? Nothing. You know, you want something, I'll give it to you because I really believe that there's enough toys in the sandbox for all of us and that you need to give of yourself, give of your time, give of your expertise, and you will reap unimaginable rewards doing it. I also believe in that you have that abundance mindset where you're not protecting and hoarding all the goods that you've collected over the years and that you're sharing it. And you're right. Napo is a great place to come and get all of those goods and so that we can continue to grow our industry because if our industry rises, the rest of us do. So I don't know why we want to block other people in our industry from becoming rock stars. We could have millions of rock stars and still all do really well. Amen to that. (laughs) Well, where can our listeners find out more about you? I think I know exactly where you're going to send them, but I'm going to ask you anyway. I'm not sending them to my social. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So we just built this unbelievably brand new website. We're so excited about it. Like, I want to live there. It's like nicer than my own house right now. So, (laughs) So the name of my company is Order Out of Chaos, and our website is Order OO Chaos. And from there, you can go everywhere products, coaching, you know what I mean, even social, but go there and you'll find everything you need. 
Ah, thank you so much for your time today. Listeners, you know, I ask you every single time, what can you do today, this week to make a change in your business for the better? Are you thinking about pivoting a little bit? So because you can't haul those boxes anymore. Are you going to create products that will sell overnight? Let's like say this, maybe it's selling overnight, but you're also helping people overnight. How amazing is that? So what are you going to do? How can you make that pivot? I'm Sarah Karakayan. That wraps up this episode of Standout. Thanks again for being here with me and learning with me. If you like this podcast, if you're able to walk away with nuggets of inspiration or something valuable, and I know today you have been, leave us a review and hit that subscribe button because we want to reach as many organizing and productivity professionals as possible. So I'm going to ask you something else. In addition to subscribing and leaving us that review, please feel free to share this into every episode with your colleagues, your team, or whoever else might benefit. I look forward to hanging out with you next time. I'll talk to you then. That's all for today's episode of Stand Out, brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to join, learn more about our educational offerings, local chapters, and more.